0: jordan and jake powered by ortho carolina the stops he throws it across field guess who jordan gross here are your panther hall of honor members jordan gross and jake de
1: jake it's great to talk to you my good friend. And if and if our listeners remember, last time we spoke, I had bad coaching voice. And I'm just happy to report yes, our injury report says cleared to play. My coaching voice has recovered and I'm back to normal.
0: That is great. Have y'all started the season yet for you guys? Uh,
1: tomorrow we play the Mel- – well, JV tonight. Tomorrow, varsity, we play the Melbourne Mustangs. So it's probably – I think it's on ESPN1 is, is what okay. I'm being told. Yes. We might get flexed to ABC. I'm not sure.
0: Understand. understand is this uh, this week is this week one is my question
1: this is week one yes so right now we're undefeated
0: i'm loving life we're undefeated right now
1: uh you know panther left tackle news isn't the only left tackle news my left tackle uh brody holiday dropped a 45 pound plate in weights class from the top of the rack onto his big toe and like broke the toe into in numerous places out six weeks not How do we feel about good. that? Not good. Not good. Because depth isn't like our premium here in rural Idaho football, you know. But I got a guy. I got Joel. He's going to step in and do a nice job. So, other news from my home front, Jake. Teddy Gross, my son, has his driver's permit. Really? So yes. So give me some advice uh, for me and all the parents out there listening. When your child gets their permit. You know i'd let him drive over the years you know back road stuff when you get into real traffic and there's intersections and hold on we got to merge and how much give me jake Delome when you're driving with lauren when she was uh getting her license and stuff how you know how did you handle that process
0: i think the biggest thing is try to i wanted to make sure she was comfortable and i didn't want to I, like feel like I was putting any pressure on herself, you know, and like just tell her little things and the same thing she drove a decent amount and, you know, we live on some acreage. So, um, I let her drive a good amount in the, in the, in the grass and stuff like that. So she had a decent idea. Uh, and I, I made her like back up and do some things in the grass and stuff like that. I'd put a cone out, you know, do just to get some comfort. Um, but the biggest thing for me was just I didn't want her to get ever get nervous with me in the car like she's uh, petrified to make a mistake because they're going to make a mistake, hit the brakes a little too much, don't drive so close, give yourself a little room. Um, but just practice, man. I think that was the biggest thing.
1: I think I've already blown it because I know Teddy's quite nervous when I'm in the car. <laughs> <laughs> with him jake the very one of the very first times when he got his permit we're like all right let's do a little freeway action you know quiet stretch of freeway he gets in one of those impossible on ramp merge situations where like you know there's three cars in front and three cars in the right lane and in the left and nobody's letting anybody in and he got to the end and he did the stop i was going oh no right off the bat and that kind of set the tone for our driving so Nobody was injured. We didn't have to have highway patrol show up or anything, but it's definitely interesting. You're thinking, oh, my gosh, i got to get this guy ready to roll because he's going to be out there doing his own thing soon. But interesting interesting point of life. Uh, Jake, I saw on the website this morning, as our website crew does an awesome job, Greg Olson's surprise appearance at practice on Wednesday. Talk to the team, okay, which I know you've done many times for. It's awesome to see Greg. Luke was there as well. Uh, surprise Luke didn't want to talk Greg said some nice things about how the team needs to practice for each other you know so like if you're running scout team even though you're a starter you're making the defense better um, how fast time goes by it's great to see the young guys stepping up loved his message all that stuff what are you thinking about when you go and talk to a team so when I went to Washington I talked to the O-line and some of the tight ends and stuff coach Matsko asked me to step in front when you're going in front of a group of professional athletes okay Give me the kind of the criteria, the rundown you're saying to yourself when you're going to talk to a group, as opposed to maybe like a high school group or something like that. So we're talking strictly a professional team. Yeah, because the st- the stage is higher. That's my point, right? Like these okay. guys have heard a million talks and you've heard of, like, let's be honest, we've heard a million bad talks by former players. Back when I played, man, I didn't take right. no plays off and I was out there to kill everything that moved. And you're going, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, you never took one playoff. Yeah, right. You know, that's what I was thinking all the time, at least.
0: You know, I think the biggest thing, I know I've talked to a few different NFL teams and more or less, I'm going to look at the the theme. Like, where is this team at? I went to Buffalo a couple of years ago when Josh Allen was a rookie and McDermott was up there with Beaner, uh, Brandon Bean. And so, and, and that was about, you know he's trying to establish that culture, and you have a young quarterback. And I just think, to me, you have to look at the whole context of the situation. Where are they at at this point in time in this football team? Because there was no Super Bowl expectation at that time. It was about start to develop a culture. So I mean, I'm a base mine off that. I love I listened to Greg's also, and I loved what he talked about. How listen when Ian Thomas came here. I tried to help him. That's my legacy, in essence. I'm trying to help him, but he's here to take my job. But Greg said, an older veteran did the same for me. And that's a fine line. But that's how, to me, you become a team It's when there's no really and truly hidden agendas. And I think that's something, if you're just real with the players and be completely honest about that, I, I just, I don't know. I just always think pre- players appreciate that. And, and listen, I'm sorry. I think less is more. You give this old long talk, they're going to lose interest. But if you just kind of make it short and sweet, but give them valid points and, and you can give them some examples and not about, Oh, we, we played through this injury. Not, Not that like examples of players. Like I always, everybody knows Steve Smith. Okay. And everybody revered Steve, but like, in listening to guys talk about guys love to hear how Steve practiced. He laid out for balls in practice. If a DB, um, would try to show up a younger wide receiver, well, what's the first thing 89 did? He put his helmet on and snap, snap, and it was like, oh, no, come cover me. Do the same thing to me if you're going to talk. You know, I just think people like to hear that. But the biggest thing is the context of the situation and what kind of theme and message do I want to get across. And I'll always tell them this. It depends on how many years I've been removed from playing I would give anything to be back in those chairs right right now. It's fleeting. It goes by so fast. And you think you're not going to miss it. You're going to miss it tremendously. And not the playing and the paychecks. That's great. Don't get me wrong. The camaraderie of it all. I, I think that's something that when you can portray that to players and just let them understand. And many times I've talked to the Panther team, like when Ron Rivera was there, I just tried to tell them, it's different here in Carolina, guys. It's not – this place is different it's not like this every other place and greg olson actually hit on that yesterday when he addressed the team just how great this city is and this organization so that was kind of usually my my general theme i guess you could say when i did talk to a team
1: well you said you were supposed to you said less is more but your answer now was super long and i was losing interest i'm just going to be honest with you right there jake you You didn't know i'm not happy i'm not happy with you right now Your answers need to be shorter because I zoned out and forgot we're even at a pod. I was like thinking I was on one of those COVID Zoom calls there for a minute, Jake. That, I mean,
0: we got. So I'm, your, gonna, I'm, gonna, what, what, I'm gonna give. am gonna give you a yes and no answer from here on out, and we're gonna use okay. to to your ter- your terrible voice the rest of
1: the time. Oh jeez, that's not our format. Our format is I'm sarcasm. I try to get us <laughs> off of football topics, and you're the expert and analyst. Okay, what you got to do pretty soon. You got a game coming up in like three weeks. The Jets, the Jets Panthers at home. So that's gonna be fun. All right. So what would what would your message? Uh, sh- what would your brief message be to the team right now? Okay, New quarterback going into the final preseason game, which I find really interesting now with the new format, Jake, with the week off before the regular season starts. Now you're hearing that the starters are going to play this third preseason game. That makes a lot of sense as well. Whereas the old days, the fourth preseason game was only like 10 days or some teams only a week away from the regular season start date. Now you need to play your guys, right? Because we're this last preseason game against Pittsburgh, which I think is awesome, by the way. I don't know why. I just love the tradition that we always played Pittsburgh the last preseason game. I, I love that. But but the the starters are going to play. It's going to be important. So definitely a different feel to this preseason game. So what are you
0: telling the guys when you talk to the team virtually right now, Jake? Go. Well, the biggest thing is you want to see production on the field. I mean, you, you want to see high execution. You got to remember. Pittsburgh will not be playing their starters. Mike Tomlin has come out and said that because they've, they're a week ahead. They went to camp already. This will be their fourth preseason game. So you would like to see some success. Um, There's the new wave of thinking where you don't play these guys much in, in the preseason. I'm not so sure. I believe in that. I enjoyed watching Patrick Mahomes play a great amount. He might've played 30 something plays the other night. And Andy Reid that wasn't by design It's just how the game flowed and, Mahomes said, man, I needed that. You want to get in those live situations. I know especially for a quarterback. But the theme would be execution. You've had, in essence, this is how I'm looking at it. You've had two preseason games, but you've had four high-intensity practices where the ones have taken the majority of the reps. So in my mind, you've had six opportunities to perfect your skill, I guess you could say. So I want to see some precision. With this football team, I, I want to have some success going into these next two weeks leading up to week one against the New York Jets. I mean, that's what we And listen, I don't care if it's a preseason game. Let's get a win. Let's somehow some way. Let's get a win. When the starters come out, the backups, you continue going and let's get a win. This, I don't care if it's preseason or not. Walk back in that locker room with a win. At least that would be my message to this team.
1: That's a good message, Jake. And the, and the time length was correct. So I would say if I was if hoping I was in, it wasn't I, too long. I had a timer on, it was 186 seconds. So that's right about right um, for what that answer should be. So I know I agree with you too, Jake. I want to, and I'm just excited. Like, I'm, it's still such an unknown, like, ooh, our offense. What is it this year? You know, we got Darnold, We've seen him a little bit. Christian hasn't played really. What's with the O line? Um, you, you and I before we came on the air were talking about Brady Christensen and I did watch um, the last preseason game pretty close and watched Brady he's got a lot of snaps this this year and I've, I've, I've since the beginning since we drafted him I've been interested in him just being a BYU guy I'm from you know I, I went to Utah similar area and I, I watched him a little bit we get a lot more of those games out here on TV out in the west than people do out east but Yeah. I thought you did, you said as well, I thought he did a nice job. He's just a versatile guy. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not there at practice or meetings or whatever, but I think if a guy can play tackle, man, then let him be a tackle. It's just so hard to find him, you know, and, and he might, he'll end up being probably playing multiple spots, but I thought he showed to me like uh, he's, he's the same size as I am or bigger even, you know, like you, he can do it. It's not a lack of size and, and, if you could develop him that would be outstanding especially with greg little being gone now another trade though you know just just recently perriman was sent back off to the raiders right with the seventh round pick for the panthers getting a sixth round pick in return jake did that did that surprise you at all having a trade you
0: know this late i know it cleared up a bunch of salary cap space this year and next
1: good for the panthers
0: well listen uh he hasn't practiced i think that's the biggest thing and and you can go back i know on some of these podcasts and I've gone on maybe Charlotte Radio, I was very excited about this signing. The one thing about Perryman, I thought he was a bullet when he played. I thought he was this kind of a heat-seeking type missile at linebacker, but durability was a concern, and, you know, he hasn't been on the field much, and then he gets on the field a a little bit after, I think, a hip flexor uh, injury, and then he gets stepped on, so... I guess they're excited with the younger linebackers and the progress that they have made. I know, uh, was it Frankie Louvoo. Um, They mm-hmm. raved about him. He's made plays. Carter has won that. He's starting to gain some size. And, and not only that, the game's probably slowing down. So maybe they feel very comfortable in that regard. But they made the decision last night. I was surprised by it. But then again, I'm like you said, we're not there every day. And go back to hit on Christensen – I'm like you, Jordan, watching those preseason games, and I've watched them a couple of times, uh, you know, know, the All-22 copy. This kid, I really like the way he plays. It's like there's an urgency, even after the play is over with, getting back into the huddle. It's like he loves the game, and he's got some good feet, and he looks very athletic. So um, we might have found something there, at least I'm hoping anyway.
1: Well, we'll see. And and then the the way the O line goes most of the time, we were lucky to be on a few teams, Jake, where we had the same starters every game. You know, my first year, our Super Bowl year, uh, how about this coming up on 20 years ago? about that, Jake? 18, 18 years ago, we played the same starters every game that season, except for Jeff Mitchell missed one game. So that's unlikely. So you know there's going to be opportunities for him to play. Um, Another permanent trade as well, Jake. I was excited about all of our offseason signings. Uh, I want to speak on Reddick for a minute, though. I was watching the preseason game, our last game, and sitting there talking with my daughter and saying, yeah, we signed this guy Reddick. See him right there. What's cool about him is he's a linebacker and he can play in coverage, but he's also really good at rushing the passer and rainy's like yeah I, that, not many people can do that right i was like no it takes a special athlete boom interception by reddick it was the best timing ever i was like see honey that's what i'm talking about right there <laughs> so that, like you said Luvu too I, I i thought it was neat how the the panthers were able to highlight the the five key points that um kevin green gave frankie Luvu when he was uh being coached by him so just some cool stories really feel like you're getting to know this new team and all the new faces, and I'm excited about it. What do you think about the kicker competition? Right, Joey Sly, big leg, big muscles, big beard. Um, I've been a fan of his. Obviously, he's struggling this preseason, and so we bring in uh, Eberly to to you know really make it a head-to-head competition. I know that yesterday David Newton from ESPN said that. Everly made four of five and Joey Sly made two of five. So obviously they're trying to put a lot of pressure on there. And the underdog, the, the new guy that
0: they brought in really has the advantage there because
1: all the pressure's on the, the a Joey Sly who's had the job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm not so sure the kickoff ability of the, uh, the the new guy where Joey is such a weapon with his kickoffs. But I'm like you and watching Joey and, and that was a brutal miss the other night um, in the game. It was a 37 or 40 yarder from what I remember. Um, and that was a, a hard push to the right. So that was a brutal miss. And it looks like our know, kind of reading and maybe watching Joey from the game. It looks like it's I don't think it's true. Yeah, obviously it's somewhat of a physical issue with you're pushing the ball, but it might be more of a mental thing with Joey. He might be in a mental block, and and this is Matt Rule. He he believes in competition. You you breed competition, and so this is a way to test. We're, we're going to bring somebody in. It's gonna is it going to rattle you? Because we're going to need you to make big kicks under pressure to win in the in this National Football League. With an extra game this year, so um, I like it. It brings in competition, and, and we'll see it. I mean, things will play out during the course of the game, and so we'll see who uh, how they respond uh, playing this week.
1: That kicker position, man, punter, punter's pressure-filled, yes, but you shank a punt like you live to play another game, right, or another down or whatever. But kicker, I can. There, that is just that's an odd deal with football to have this one dude that's so different from from, I mean from everyone else you know O-linemen are quite different physically and looks wise from a corner right I get that but ultimately they're out there playing snap on snap always on the field then you got this kicker it's critically important to the team like one of the most important positions in my opinion but yet they don't really have anything in common with anybody else except the punter. And then you get the long snapper. That's like a weirdo lineman as well. Right. So you're just like, it's (laughs) kind of like a, they're kind of like a seatbelt, right? Like, ah, I got to put this thing on again. You know, like you're all like, oh, we got to work on kicking and practice. Everybody's annoyed. And then, you know, you're the, then you need them to win the game. But to have that, already be your role which is like a unique niche right and i'm giving those guys a hard time but then you have like you said jake the mental aspect of that thing i'm not made for that man to like just line up and know okay i got to do my job up to eight times this game or whatever it might be. And if I mess up twice, I'm probably fired. Like to have that pressure over your head all the time, Jake, it's unbelievable the mental fortitude that these guys have. And then to bring in a competition this late, like every kick matters and they're probably, you know, maybe they'll keep two for a couple of weeks, but it is so competitive. I just, I, I got so much respect for the mental power of some of these great kickers, John Casey, who you and I played with forever. That guy was so cool under pressure. It looked like he did not care at all whether he made it or missed it. You know, like there was no highs or lows to anything he did, and that's why he was able to play so long. But I'm glad I'm not in this kicking competition because it's stressing me out just talking about it right now.
0: It is, and you know, you talked about John and, and I was obviously gonna mention him. Exactly what you said. Just the mental uh strength, I guess you could say that John the mental toughness uh that John had. And I, I'm played a long time so i played with many kickers but it's funny john corney was a long time kicker with the san diego chargers and with the new orleans saints very similar in the approach as a john casey didn't get too high or too low learned like over time uh phil dawson played like 18 years Uh, i was with him in cleveland the same way those guys they get to a level that if they might miss hit something or other they just they have that mental capacity just to kind of block it out, to go back and trust their form and technique. But John Corny had told me uh, one time in San Diego, he said it was a preseason. He's trying to kind of make the team. And he said, I have to make like a 50-something yarder in the preseason. He goes, so Jake, if I miss it, I'm, I'm done. He said, "Lucky enough, I have a Notre Dame degree to fall back on. And he said, boom, I make the kick. The next guy gets an opportunity. He misses his kick uh the following drive or whatnot and he goes here i am 14 years later i'm still playing in the national football league so it's a uh it's a you have to be strong mentally and this is what this is a test for joey this is a huge test for him
1: so john you know we would have like player talk on saturdays you got you we've talked about this before on our show when foxy was here and he'd pick a different guy and i don't know if you remember the one john gave about focus so I'm going to mess the story up, but you'll get the gist of it. So he said there was this, there was this battle in world war II, right? Where these, this small platoon was up. They knew these Germans were coming into their town, like kind of like on saving private Ryan, that scene at the end where there's that battle within the streets of that small town in Austria or whatever it was. So, um, John said they studied this group and they were given a map of the town and the Germans were going to be there in like. 10 minutes. So these guys had, you know, five to eight minutes to study and memorize the map of this entire town, right? And well, sure enough, the, pr- the pressure of that situation, they knew their lives depended on knowing where the bunkers were and knowing where the safety points were and where they were going to rally and build this game plan. They did this whole thing in five minutes, right? And sure enough, they all remembered everything they needed to remember off of this map, the key points of the mission, all the battle, all that stuff. Here come the Germans, the American, the Allied forces execute this to perfection, push the Germans back, save their all you know, they, they they're alive to tell the story, right? And the point was like they were so hyper focused because their lives depended on them being all in on this plan on this mission. Well, there was a study done where fast forward sixty years and now it's modern times, in the same town, they would bring people in and study them, and said you have five minutes to remember to memorize the same exact criteria right we need to know where this mission here's our mission here's where we need to go move in these groups to these locations you got five minutes to memorize this and then we're going to execute the plan well the study showed that no civilian could remember anything right they're just oh where was i supposed to go next and farting around and sure like in reality the german forces would have overrun the civilians in the sub test subject and john's point was We all have the same capacity for learning and for focusing, but the magnitude of the situation elevates your ability to do so. And a great athlete can do it the highest level every single time. Right. And so I've kind of like stolen that story and and butchered it a few times and messed it up. But I thought what he said was so true about his job in particular, like doesn't matter if it's a preseason kick, If it's a kick in practice against a guy they're coming in to replace you, if it's a kick, you know, in the biggest game of your life, you got to treat them all the exact same and train yourself to do that. So that's that's my best John Casey story as far as that goes, and he definitely lived that. But uh, Jake, I'm I'm signing off. I'll I'll see you uh, next week after. We'll be in the regular season. We probably better talk a little fantasy football, too, next week. I know you'll probably have a draft or two. I got one coming up after this preseason game. So we'll see where you sit for that. But it's been good talking to you, man. I always enjoy it, and I'll talk to you next week.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Jordan. That was a great story. There's really no need to try to top that because uh, I remember that. Um, John was so special when he when he gave those talks, and, and that's such a, a great you know story. And, and, and listen, that's what some of these guys going for jobs – uh, Friday night. I mean, that's that's what it's about. The the focus. I mean, you're going to win a job. So, I think that's great. I'm looking forward to talking next week. Uh, maybe we'll get some fantasy action in. But good luck in the in the game tonight against the Mustangs, right? The Melville yeah, Mustangs. Yeah, Mel- Melba. Mel- Jake, Melba Mel- Mustang,
1: Melba Mustangs. Melba. Come on, man.
0: Melba. Yeah. I'm sorry, Thank man. I'm sorry. Okay, the Mustangs. Here we come. Wanna know. Here All right. we come. Good luck. Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at OrthoCarolina.com. OrthoCarolina, your care, your way.